0: Hello and you are very welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host Sarah Travers and throughout the series I'm speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Today, I'm joined by Simon Whittaker, co-founder and CEO of Vertical Structure. Simon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's great to be here. Right, as usual, a little bit of background on Simon and his company before we get into the conversation. But Simon has been working in the IT industry for over 20 years and co-founded Vertical Structure with Mark Dowie in 2006. So what is Vertical Structure? It's an independent cybersecurity consultancy with a human-first approach. They specialise in providing human-focused security and penetration testing services for web applications, cloud infrastructure and mobile applications. Simon has extensive experience helping companies understand how to grapple with the challenge of protecting themselves from threats and helping clients find solutions to their cybersecurity. Problems. So, as you've probably gathered, Simon is a cyber sector expert and his perspective of the industry and guidance is highly sought after. In fact, Simon, you're also chair of NI Cyber. So, before we get into vertical structure, what is NI Cyber?
1: Sure thing, yes. So uh, NI Cyber is a collective of organizations, uh, mostly based in Belfast, but we also have some uh, outside of the city. Uh, but uh, And we have a, a mission to try to grow that over the next while. But we're a collective of organizations who want to work together to help uh, bring uh, cybersecurity to the fore. We want to help make sure that people are aware of why good cybersecurity is important. Uh, but more importantly, we want to help uh, us smaller organizations uh, compete with the the, the the big organisations. So we have groups. Uh, everyone from organisations who do cybersecurity and penetration testing and consultancy, like ourselves, all the way through to people like uh, Be Secure. And uh, Be Secure do uh, authentication through the rhythm of your heart. Really t- next level. Really cool stuff. Oh my um, word! And you know all of those organisations are all working together. And what we want to do is to is to demonstrate the value of cybersecurity to uh, to Northern Ireland. Uh, and to the world, and to and to really uh, kind of focus on this uh, uh, this cybersecurity sector within uh, within Northern Ireland.
0: I know you're very close to the sector, but it is still a rel- relatively unknown um, but feared uh, issue, isn't it? And anybody in business now, especially with uh, big digital transformations, are extremely worried about those breaches. And the hackers just seem to be getting more and more clever.
1: Absolutely. And uh, one of the things we always try to do is to try to tell people, well, don't be scared. Actually own it. You know, try to work out what, what you can do now to solve that problem. So don't just stick your head in the sand and, and uh, you know, uh, think that it's all going to be a massive problem. If you actually go out and look for these things, then you can fix them. Um, so we work with organisations, everyone from two-person organisations in the Ormo Baths uh, incubator um, to, uh, to multinational, massive organisations. And each one of them has a mission. To, you know, our, our mission with all of those organisations is to try to help them to understand where their issues might be. We help chief technology officers and risk people to sleep better at night. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because if you see some of these breaches, I mean, you know, there's, a, there's a story that we've, we were looking at recently uh, with a, an engineering company um, they found out earlier this year that they had been ransomware not once, not twice, but thrice. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they weren't aware of, of this fact until it, uh, until it came out. Uh, and when you around. say
0: ransomware, explain exactly what sure. that means?
1: Sure. So ransomware is, a, is, is a, a, a sort of malware that it gets into your computer systems and it, it encrypts your most sensitive data. Uh, it, for a long time, it was all about the encryption, and then people started getting better at backups. Um, they what they what they would do is they would uh, the the ransomware uh, the bad actors would sell you your data back essentially. So they would encrypt it, make it completely unavailable, and then they would sell it back to you, hold um, you to ransom. Exactly right. And now they're getting more aggressive. They're getting more more kind of uh, hard uh, on these things. And what they do now is they say, well, unless you pay us we're not going to just give you your data, but not give you your data back. We're going to release all of your data to the world and mm-hmm. anyone can download it. So that that's the sort of thing that we're dealing with, you know, that, that's being dealt with. And, you know, you kind of see these, these organisations who you know the the, the targets are, are anything from as i say engineering firms we've seen some manufacturing we've seen some schools in england over the last while who've been uh, who've been compromised there's a whole italian city that's been that's had ransomware uh, uh, attached to it there've been stories of you know these these large large organisations and it's it's a uh, it's a it's an ongoing scourge
0: it sure is and who are these hackers
1: well the the term we, we like to use is bad actors uh, in my in my view hacker is somebody who likes to break stuff or likes to mess around and you know kind of t- take take a, a, an interesting thing and work out how it works are you uh, saying they
0: could be good people and they could be they're, you they're, they're
1: <laughs> and there are the yes absolutely and there are these uh, you know the, the, the that's the origin of the term and you know uh, the, it it has become used in a more negative light over the last while but you know the the the, the the, the the people who are who are hackers, in my view, would be people who like to see how things work. So you know they might be interested in in how a piece of software works or how a piece of hardware works and they go in and they they, they they look
0: so for the purposes of the for the rest yes. of this we'll not call them hackers because <laughs> I know <laughs> in vertical structure you actually have some hackers and they do good work
1: we do indeed and we you know we have some fantastic people and you know part of our our role is really to to emulate those bad actors emulate those bad hackers who are you know who are breaking things and, and doing nasty things with it so you know I always say about our team you know I'm uh, I'm really privileged to work with them uh, they are very devious. They're very kind of uh, you know. They're very technically able, but they're also very personable, and they're very much able to talk about these problems and to talk to uh, to talk to our clients about these problems. So. Instead of you know our the, these 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 people and uh, you know one of our, one of our team is a PhD in cybersecurity another one is uh, uh, come from uh, uh, Napier University and uh, you know th- there are some awesome awesome people and they are they are uh, absolutely fantastic and their role as I say is to is to break things and uh, break things in a way that uh, the bad actors will be doing and it's up to us to get there first as it were.
0: So the the clients who use vertical structure what do they come to you? Do they come because a breach has happened, or do they come to you to prevent?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, we try to stay away from some of the incident response type of things. There are lots of companies out there who who do that in a in a in a in a in a, in a more effective way. Um, in order to do instant response, you have twenty four seven call outs. You have all of this stuff that actually uh, my team and I are not really that fond of doing. So we try to avoid those <laughs> that things.
0: Sounds like too much like hard work. Well, I like my weekends. I yeah. like my
1: weekends. Um, but uh, what we tend to find is that we're getting. A a lot of organisations who might work in a regulated environment, so financial services or doing things with open banking, working with financial conduct authority... Or who have been trying to get cyber insurance and can't get it because they need to understand uh, more. The, the insurance companies are now asking more questions. How secure are your networks? What are you doing? What are your what are your what's your approach to doing all of these uh, you know these these security measures? And the cyber insurance is getting more and more difficult to get. So people are coming to us to ask us. Well, can you test us? Can you look at this stuff? Can you in- investigate? And, and actually Is that
0: required by law now to have cyber insurance? If no, you, it's not. If you're, no.
1: It's not, no. Goodness. It's it's up to you. It's an individual. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a choice. Uh, it used to be included with a lot of, uh, you know, with a lot of policies. Uh, it used to be included as part of a lot of those. Uh, and it's becoming more and more separate now. So we're finding that, you know, a company will go to, you know, their insurer and they'll say, can I get the same policies last year? And they say yes, except for the fact that cyber isn't included anymore so which can be tough you know mm-hmm. that's, when you when you think about the fact that uh, these incidents can cost a lot of time and a lot of money
0: so you can get your customers cyber uh, secure, I suppose, and then be able to demonstrate to the insurance companies that it's okay. Exactly, cyber
1: insurance ready, and, and and we can do that in a, in a in a number of different ways. We help people to get things like, very dull, but ISO twenty seven thousand and one. I could I could throw three letter acronyms at us until the until the cows come home. But uh, you know things like ISO twenty seven thousand and one cyber essentials, cyber essentials plus. These are the the last two are government UK government standards, um, and. That that proves to people that you're actually trying to think about cybersecurity, and that's really important.
0: I want to go back a little bit. Sure. I should have probably done this at the start, <laughs> but uh, you've been in IT for over twenty years. Did you think about cybersecurity then?
1: No, and actually, my my beginning wasn't in cybersecurity uh, or in in tech actually I, uh, I uh, in 1998 I graduated from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in stage management and theatre production <laughs> of course you did. Which Why is was quite- that missing from the <laughs> intro? <laughs> <laughs> which is quite a long way from what I'm doing now um, but I was lucky enough to, uh, to get a job over here in Belfast at the old Lyric Theatre before it was knocked down um, and uh, it was a, a great venue, really lovely place to be um, you couldn't flush the toilet while the uh, st- well the cast were on stage otherwise you could, <laughs> the audience could hear it in the back row but apart from that it was, it was lovely um, and uh, well, uh, within two hours of landing I met my wife and uh, that's it Within <laughs> two hours of landing? Pretty much Where <laughs> so did you meet her? Uh, at the theatre, she was working she was there as a- well So it's, it's, you know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's been 24 years and it just seems to have gone by in a snap
0: This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries. From employment, commercial, or corporate law matters to immigration law, Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 Why did the IT come in then?
1: So I found that I didn't enjoy working in the theatre as much as I enjoyed going to the theatre. So I decided I wanted to try and find a different way out. Uh, I was... Uh, lucky in the fact that the work in the, you know, as a a stage manager, it's different hours. So I I did some open university courses, I retrained, I learned how to develop software, I'd always loved working with computers. So I I, I went and and did some uh, courses in C++, and Java development, and all these things that, you know, you you start to learn. And then I uh, blagged a job, is the terminology, I think. Um, So I managed to get myself a job. And that was in 2000, I think it was something like that. And that that was working as a software developer. And my, my kind of interest in cybersecurity didn't emerge for another couple of years. But we were working with that organization, we were working with some of the world's largest oil and gas companies. And security was never mentioned. Security was just a thing that happened. And you know, everyone thought, no, it'll be grand, don't be worrying about it. And then we started working with a Russian oil and gas company. And the first question that they asked us—this was in 2006—the first question they asked us was, "Have you ever had a security or penetration test?" And we said, "No, but don't worry—we're really good at this stuff. It'll never—it it'll, won't be a problem." Yeah. Uh, about three minutes into the test, starting, we were uh, we were proven very, very wrong. They they broke our stuff. They by the it By the Russians, they broke into everything. They were within twenty minutes. They actually had to stop because they'd broken into so much stuff they <gasps> couldn't um, uh, they couldn't get any further. And so, so it, when
0: you say broken, they they got their hackers who absolutely. are doing it to test this to, to test your absolutely. system. Yeah,
1: and absolutely. no bother. And no bother. I mean, they, they were in within minutes, uh, within seconds, actually. And, and
0: so did the light bulb go on at that point?
1: Uh, absolutely. So I, I was privileged enough to be tailing the logs. I was looking at seeing what was going on. And I thought, I understand why that's working. I understand that they're joining these things together, that they're really good at doing this. Um, and I, uh, I, I managed to, uh, to kind of think, yeah, I, I can see why that's working. And, and again, as you, say, uh, as you say, it was a light bulb moment. It was one of those things where I just thought, I mm. want to do that. How do, I, how do I learn how to do that?
0: Okay, so yeah, you learned the hard way, but then also were presented with a business opportunity. How then did you build on that and how did you actually begin a business and how easy was it to sell what you did?
1: Yeah, so back then, I mean, we, my, my friend Mark and I, uh, we started a company and, uh, you know, we did some small bits and pieces. We originally started off doing some hosting stuff and some, you know, bits and pieces around that. And it was round about 2011, I think it was, and my uh, a, a Chap I knew, who's now a very good friend of mine, uh, Tara Simpson from Instil Software. He said uh, he knew that we were working a little bit in the security space, and he said, "Do you think you could re- you create you know create a course about breaking stuff?" And I said. Yes, <laughs> and so we did, and we started doing that, and that enabled us to help us get through to, uh, you know, start doing security and penetration testing full time, into training, into uh, into the consulting area as well. Um, so we were, you know, we we, we started off just with a, a good a bit of an idea we started off with uh no money we didn't we didn't have we've never had any investment we have never done it done any kind of rounds of funding or any of that sort of stuff our, our, our stuff has always been you know you we, we raised ourselves and uh you know when, when in fact when we started off we um we both had uh you know kind of other jobs and we were doing stuff in the evenings and we had an agreement that when we reached a certain amount of money in the bank one of us would jump ship and go full time and when we reached another amount of money The other one would jump ship. So who went first? I did. Okay, couldn't wait. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And were you
0: working from home at this point? Or did you Mm, have an office? Yes, oh yeah, Uh,
1: no, we didn't have an office yet. Uh, We actually didn't get an office till 2013 or 2014, I think it was.
0: Do you need an office?
1: Well, we we have an office and I really love going into the office, but I also love the flexibility of, of being able to work remotely. Working in tech means that you can do pretty much everything and have everything a great
0: work-life balance as we all find <laughs> out <laughs> you were keeping it secret from yeah the rest well of exactly
1: rest and and you know we it, it means I can you know spend time with my children I'm I'm you know going to uh, pick up a child from I think basketball practice at some point in the next wee while and you know you, it means that you get those those opportunities to do things you wouldn't necessarily be able to do Um so we have that balance and I, I love that balance and you know in our office we tend to get people coming in a couple of days a week we get we 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 don't force people to come in. We we hope to encourage them. We like to try and buy people lunch when they come in. We like to try and do nice things. We like to try to you know kind of actually spend time together. So you're not just coming in to do Zoom calls. You're coming in to have a chat with me about what we're planning on doing for the next month. To have a chat about uh, you know with one of your colleagues about the next stages in a project.
0: So it's about that face to face interaction. And I suppose when, when I think of the stereotypical techie person. They don't. The, the stereotype is we don't do face-to-face yeah. talking, <laughs> but do you think that they do enjoy it whenever they come in? Yes. So I
1: think, I mean, we have, we have different sorts of people in our, in our teams and, you know, we have some people who are, you know, I'll use the C word consultants, uh, you know, who, uh, you know, they, they would be more keen on coming in and seeing people and and then we have some of the tech people who love nothing more than working from home and Mm -hmm. you know or working remotely and they you know they come in every so often they you know we we get to see them and we get to see their faces but we all connect each day in multiple different ways so you know we're all talking to each other on slack eight hours a day seven and a half hours a day whatever it is uh we do calls at the drop of a hat We, we you know we kind of communicate in those ways um so we do find that some of the technical people do prefer to stay away but that's 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 just you know the way things are.
0: Well you've obviously got a team in place now you have got that um, bricks and and mortar uh, structure to go into if if required but back when it was just you and Mark and you jumped ship um, was the money starting to come in thick and fast at this point? So back
1: then it was there were there were good jobs there were you know we, we were turning over small amount of money you know and and uh, i think for a while mark and i treated it a little bit like a lifestyle a lifestyle business i don't know if that's the right word but it was very mm-hmm. much uh kind of around um uh, it was it was very much uh, will it'll just be the two of us and i'll do this job and then you send those invoices we out, don't want do to employ people yeah, it's hard work employing yeah. people you know but actually we've we've found out over the over the few years Firstly, Mark, uh, you know, didn't enjoy working from home on his own, sitting in front of a computer all day. I didn't either. I like speaking to people, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like going out and talking to people. And you know, so we decided that would be our first step. Let's get an office, and we'll we'll, we'll get that. And it was a small office in uh, City East in in Belfast, uh, on the corner there, just um, just a uh, uh, by short strand. Um, and uh, we were uh, we were in there for it was. A, very small room, and uh, it was just us. And uh, and then we um, m- managed off to get our first employee, um, a chap called Rob, who. Still is very close to us. He's still a brilliant person. He's he's decided very foolishly to move on, but he's a uh, you know he's he's gone on to to massive companies doing really interesting things, and and it's been great to see him grow and to see him come along.
0: So why vertical structure? What, where does the name come from?
1: Well, the name is, uh, and to be fair, I, uh, I I wrote down on my notes. I hate this question. Um, so sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm going no, to ask it it's anyway. A, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and you should do. Um, it it actually comes originally from you know when we first started the company we were doing some hosting work and you see servers stacked up in a row uh you know in a in a, in a data center they're all stacked in lines and they're stacked upwards uh, like that so like a vertical structure of of uh,
0: it's of, a good name
1: yes if you're doing that sort of thing i mean we should probably call ourselves like cybercast Cyber something. or something mm-hmm. like that but maybe uh, a rebrand well no do you know i i i also think that People know who we are. It's right. a slightly different name. It's slightly, you know, kind of it. It, it doesn't necessarily mean anything in that space. And, and you stand out
0: then from other cyber. There,
1: there are so if you look in through the uh, through the list of cyber companies in uh, in the UK and Ireland, the C is CY. There are an awful lot of them. Uh, right. So we, uh, but we whenever you
0: first started. There perhaps weren't as many.
1: Absolutely. And and actually even the term cyber security. What uh, did it mean? It was just well a scary thing. It's like aliens. I, I actually remember I I remember kind of hearing it first and I was like, do I do I work in cyber? I, I thought I did security. I I wasn't sure what, what it actually meant. Um, you know, it was a different a different, uh, a different terminology than I'd been used to and it started being used an awful lot you know we came across it with the um uh with CSIT at Queens which which was one of the the, the formulative bits of cybersecurity in Northern Ireland uh with ESIT's the ecit Institute down there right. um, and it started being used an awful lot uh, you know when I was hearing about them and uh you know the, the term didn't mean Anything, really. Um, and then suddenly it started to mean everything. Um, and we were, uh, you know, we, we found ourselves that there were suddenly more and more organisations as people doing, you know, there's, there's a company over there and, you know, they're interested. And then people like Allstate, which used to be, I think, Northbrook Technology, I seem to remember, I think it was back in the back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, Allstate brought their cyber team to Northern Ireland. Thanks. And yeah, and, but they brought their whole cyber team, run by a, an amazing chap called Keith Lippert, who, yes. um, uh, I don't know if you know Keith, yes. but yes, he's he's an absolutely brilliant chap. And his kind of, uh, you know, he they employ more cyber people in Northern Ireland than they do in the United States. They have more people there than they do here. And what uh, about the skills? What well? about
0: the skills here? Can we... You know, can we fill all these jobs or are we having to recruit elsewhere? Well, from elsewhere. I
1: I will tell you, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, we are currently hiring. Uh, So if if anyone out there is listening and would like to uh, get a little bit of experience in working in cyber, uh, we are. We're hiring for for people. We're trying to grow. We're looking for more, you know, more uh, more people to, to come and join us. And it who are you difficult. looking for? Uh, so we're looking for security and penetration tester um, and a good uh, hackers. Secu- uh, yes, exactly. People with an in, with a with a inquisitive mind, I think, is the way to the way I would describe. Do it, you so. need a
0: degree? No, no,
1: no, no. no gosh, oh. no. No, no. What you, do you need? You need. You need. To, so what what we are planning for uh, you know, our recruitment efforts over the next wee while is to run kind of like a CTF, a, a capture the flag, which is a technical test basically. So what we'll do is we will give people a, a broken web application and we'll say, here it is, let's see how good you are. Or we'll 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 look at pe- things like their. Hack, uh, hack in the box score, or there, you know, there, there, there are various sites out there. That's what we're really interested. This in. This
0: blows my mind. You see, I, I don't <laughs> understand any of this. I just, I'm thinking of loads of people that could do a Rubik's cube really quickly or something. We'd Those, love that. people who
1: are interested and you know, and are interesting, you know, and and do you
0: need you, to know how to code and all of that?
1: I always say, I, I come from a, a development background right. originally, and I found that some of the best penetration and security testers I've come across have been uh, coders. And the reason for that is that once you've learned how to build an, build an application, then you learn how to break it. Okay. You know, you know where you were lazy. You know where you've left where the bodies were buried. You know where you've left all of these things. And so I that's, that's, where the, that's
0: where the that's where the weaknesses. That's what happens. It's a badly built or a sloppy bit of code or it's, what.
1: I, I tend to find what we tend to find is it's it's lots of small issues. So you know it's lots of small issues that build into a larger issue is, is, is where the real danger will lie because you think oh, it's just a small issue there or there's a small issue there. we'll fix that in the next build we'll get that sorted we'll get it done um, So we find that uh, w- what our team do, and you know when the penetration testers are looking at this they'll, they'll their minds work in a way that they say you know there, there's a vulnerability. I join that together with this small vulnerability and that small vulnerability, and before you know it, you've got this 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 massive Way into these applications so
0: now w- who are your typical customers
1: so our customer it's very difficult i was actually looking at a list of some of our customers earlier um and it's it's difficult to define them i mean we okay. work with some very large manufacturing firms we work with people who have come up with some fantastic ideas in the um uh in the in the in the bards in the in the Barclays lab in there uh, you know two people with a great idea we worked with uh, a company last year who started off with I think it was three people in uh, and then they got bought for a significant amount of money uh, and uh, you know they were uh, they were a customer of ours until they until they got bought um, so we work with financial services we work with insurance companies it tends to be a lot of tech but we do we do but everywhere is tech now. That's, the That's thing. what I was
0: going to say. So if anybody was listening now and they were an estate agent or they were an accountancy firm or they ran a, mm. a private practice where they had lots of people's information, credit card details, that yeah. kind of thing, should they be calling you?
1: Well, I think so, obviously. But why? I really do think it's important. So one of the things about, so say, for instance, a firm that holds lots of personal data one of the things about those that personal data is it's it's not yours you're, you're processing it on behalf of the person who who, uh, who owns it which is the data subject which is the person so my view is that you have a responsibility so it's up to you to decide uh, how you process that data and what well and you know what you're doing with it and telling people and things like that but it's your responsibility to look after it if it gets compromised then that's you know that's your that's your responsibility
0: so you're liable
1: you could be and and you know the the information commissioner's office uh you know in the in in the UK and the data protection commissioner in the south uh you know there are they, they if something was to happen to that data, they will they will investigate. In well, we all cases. got
0: terribly scared around GDPR, mm. didn't we? And that yes. was suddenly everybody was being informed, and you had to tell people if you were uh, if there were cookies on your site, mm. and all of these algorithms and your phones listening to you, and all of these things. But um, if if there was just somebody listening to this today, what three tips would you give them? To keep them safe. Okay, uh,
1: and, and actually, we run a we run, we run an event on a, uh, on a first Tuesday of the month called Cyber Tuesday, ah. um, and where we invite people along and we talk about these exactly these sort of things online so or onli- online. Okay. So anyone can come along and join um, uh, for uh, if they if they get in touch, we will we'll, we, we we treat it as a bit of an exclusive event for our clients, but we will invite others along if there's uh, if there's interest in it. Um, and uh, at that, we talk about all the things that have been happening in cybersecurity over the last while. So that. That's something to uh to that to would think be about. great
0: so where how could people get in touch uh
1: so if they uh email us at hello at verticalstructure.com we'll get them sorted out with uh, with, with coming along for a, 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 a taster session as it were Super. um if i was to give three three things about, of advice three three pieces of advice around uh keeping you and your company secure the first one would be multi-factor authentication and multi-factor authentication is when you use a username and password and also a six-digit code from your phone you know that you've you've seen it with the bank Mm-hmm. You've seen Put that on your Microsoft 365, on your Google Suite. Start. That's a really good start. And that, how do you do that? So there are uh, uh, plenty of guides out there. It's a, there's a uh, you know the, the, it will say if you go into the security tab of any of these organisations, they will say switch on MFA. It is the number one thing that you can do. The, the, okay. the PSNI, uh, there's a, uh, um, uh, a fantastic um, uh, protect officer in Northern Ireland, uh, Sam Kincaid, and his advice and his experiences that we've we, we, we kind of uh, chat fairly regularly. He sees this all the time as well, and it's multi-factor authentication will be the first one. Use. A password manager or have effective passwords would be the second one. Um, Mm -hmm. So don't have a rubbish password. If your password is password01 and you're listening to this podcast, switch it off and go (laughs) and change it immediately. What about
0: password01 with an exclamation
1: mark? (laughs) Again please stop immediately. But okay. yes, that would be the uh, I'm, that would, <laughs> I'm
0: scribbling folks here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would definitely be, be a, a, a good piece of advice. Um uh, and I and I think the third one would be to uh, to to really try to consider how you protect your computer. So, you know, if you're a a, a business Hopefully, your managed service provider or your IT people are taking care of things like antivirus and, you know, making sure that when you're working remotely, you've got a good VPN connection in place to allow you to make sure that your your systems are secure. Those those three things are, are very good, but the the best thing is the def, you know is a, is a defense in depth. So it's using we we have five tips we give out in the, in the, in the training okay, yeah. and. and what is that kind of Swiss cheese approach that, you know, each one is a different layer and you hope that, you know, the, the hole never goes all the way through, as it were. You know, the, ho- the holes never align and you, uh, you, you know, your fishing prevention pre- protects it or your training pre- prevents it or your multi-factor prevents it. And, you know, you, you have that defence
0: in depth. So not just one thing. Not
1: just one, all of them.
0: You've done all of this or you hadn't up until now and there's been a (laughs) breach. What do you do? So first thing, what should should you look out for as well, actually, before you get the breach? What do you look out for? What I would say is the
1: the most important thing is to be prepared. Um, So one of the things we do is we run cyber exercising things with clients, cyber exercising sessions with clients where we actually look at how you would respond. So uh, in the case of, you know, large firms, we get the C-level board people together and we say there has been a ransomware incident potentially detected in your systems. Go. What do you do? Where are your where are your files? Where are your documents? Who do you know? How do you know who to contact? How do you know what your insurance details are, who your insurers are? All of these things, and you start from from there, and you know you kind of plan through. Uh, we you, we uh, have used the NCSC's exercise in a box to help us to do this sometimes with uh, with some clients, and you know uh, it's a uh, which is a free resource available from the national exercise Science in a box. Exercise in a box, and it, it helps you to understand how to respond to to these issues. So Ooh. preparation is the first thing I would say. So it's easier to do this pre- this mm-hmm. these exercises at, on a Tuesday afternoon at. at lunchtime uh, than it is at 3am on a Sunday Um, and and that's that's an absolutely vital thing so work out what you would do
0: be prepared as well and then if something looks odd Mm.
1: tell somebody Talk talk to your IT people
0: what if you're a sole trader, mm. or you're a very small company, and you haven't got anyone to talk to.
1: So you, are, so actually, and it's a very interesting thing. So the uh, the firstly, if you're a sole trader, if you're a small SME, the PSNI protect uh, officers uh, officer is there to help you. He's he's a ah. brilliant chap. He's a really really good guy, um, and uh, he uh, he goes and speaks at various events. He goes and meets companies. Hopefully before they get breached, but also afterwards, um, and he will he will he will help you out. Um, well, he's so going to
0: help every single person. Well, there. this is the thing. There is only there is only him. <laughs> You're not but giving out his number. No, no, up. no, definitely not. Nine, nine, nine.
1: But there is only there is only him. Um, but he he is so generous with his time, and he goes and speaks at so many events and gives great advice. So I, I would wow. suggest having a chat with uh, with Sam from from the protect side of, thing, uh, of things. Um, and uh, I think also there's uh, there's um, uh, there's things that you can do that uh, you know buy an a- buy an antivirus you know mm-hmm. buy something that will actually help to detect these things mm-hmm. you know there there are ways out there
0: are they all the things you find in your junk emails and everything all these things that have tried to get through and that
1: yeah so you, I mean, you probably have a lot of those you know probably have a lot of those I, I think I cleared out 200 of them mm-hmm. today and yeah. uh, actually we were chatting with the client just yesterday and uh, as I as I uh, as I pulled up at home, they phoned up and said, we've just found that we've been a victim of one of these invoice redirection frauds and it's it happens every day.
0: And they are becoming much more advanced, aren't they? You used to be, you'd get an email in and it would there would be a spelling mistake or something just didn't look quite right. Now, you've got everybody um, impersonating the HMRC, Absolutely. you've got your bank with the logo, with everything correctly ringing you, yeah. contacting you with very posh voices and Absolute. telling, you know, what, yes. what's all this
1: about? Uh, and, and actually you know, it's the, the scammers have been listening to the training that we deliver. You know, they, they, yeah. they've been listening to it. They know that, you know, badly spelled or, you know, poor punctuation or poor grammar or anything like that is is, is not going to be possible anymore. Um, so they have got significantly better and it's fascinating to see. I mean, it really is very, very interesting to see how good they've got. The best ones we find tend to be quite targeted. So the, the really good ones are things like, for instance, uh, i post on linkedin that i'm going to a conference in x y or z while uh and and uh, you know therefore my I, i'm listed as being away while i'm away someone sends an email to one of my team and says would you go out and uh buy me some vouchers to do x y or z you know that's that that's what they would do so they will they will know that i'm away they'll know that the, i'm not in the office and they'll therefore be able to, to oh my to goodness so, so what there about is that
0: targeting so if you put an out of office on
1: uh, yes, well, if, uh, I would say it's more of a, a you know, public post. It, it's more of an invest, you know. So, it, they, so they they used
0: to say that even if, on Facebook, if you're going on holiday, you don't post yeah. the pictures of the pina coladas. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> the burglars would be around.
1: Absolutely, you so know, the pints similar. pints at the airport <laughs> yes. at uh, whatever <laughs> time you know, for three yeah. weeks. <laughs> yes, Yo, exactly.
0: Out of offices on
1: exactly. So like, yes, so it's important to to be aware of those things and just try to protect yourself.
0: Um, are we winning the war or are the bad actors winning the war?
1: Well, it's It's difficult... People still get. Uh, people are getting compromised a lot. You know, if we look at some of the ransomware things, if we look at some of the uh, some of the examples that we've seen over the last while, that, that there are a lot of these things happening. I think I saw uh, there had been a, another one today on the BBC News uh, that a, a large hotel firm had been uh, has potentially been compromised. We saw two weeks ago um, Thames Water were allegedly compromised. It wasn't them. It was it was I think southeast. I can't remember the name of the firm, so I won't say it. Um, but uh, it was another water. A firm that had actually been compromised and uh, you know it's so a utility firm that's a, a, a software firm that you know it, it does seem like these things are happening a lot but there are also some fantastic things taking place to, to help prevent this so the National Cybersecurity Centre are doing some amazing work to try to stop these things any email that uh, purports to be from the HMRC that doesn't, uh, that doesn't match various bits and pieces, uh, there's a, they have a system in place where it'll bounce and it'll get sent to, the, to, their, to, the, to their, their IT people and it will be, uh, it'll be investigated. And they are really, really good at it.
0: What happens, though, if you lose a lot of people's money as a result of this or you lose your own money mm-hmm. through scammers? Um, I mean, legally, where does that leave you? And can you get it back?
1: The answer is it depends. It really does depend. Um, So um, you know we've seen. I actually remember doing an event a couple of years ago, and I was speaking to a to to a company, and they said that they had been the victim of an invoice redirection fraud um, with a council. And what happened is that somehow someone had found the invoices. So someone had broken into somebody's email. There'd been a there'd been an issue. Uh, They changed the. Uh, bank account details on the uh, invoices and se- sent a note saying our bank account details are now X, Y, or Z. Um, and, uh, uh, and so they, the, and then they uh, they pr- were proceeded to be paid. And it was, uh, I think it was £180,000, oh which my. is a significant amount of money for any company. You mm-hmm. know, no matter how big mm-hmm. you are, one hundred eighty grand goes missing and someone will be asking a lot of questions. In some cases, it'll be company closing kind of time. You know, that's that's how much it is.
0: That's what happened.
1: And it took them 18 months to get that back. They were. They were. They, it took them eighteen months to get that back, and oh. uh, you know, and so there's those sort of things. Then there are the personal scams as well. So uh, uh, actually, you know, a relative of mine was phoned up and was told that um, there were five hundred hackers trying to attack her IP address at that particular moment in time, and in order to stop it, all she had to do was to set up a bank transfer, which would then be paid between them and. The person on the end of the phone kept kept them there for four hours on the phone. They installed remote access software on their phone and also on their on the laptop um, and uh, watched and, and watched them while they did the bank transfers. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Really Good (laughs) social engineering skills, you know that ability to be able to talk to people about those things. You know, it's 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 incredible, and it was only down to the fact that Santander, uh, in this case, were really really effective at stopping this scam. Um, They were actually tried to be three payments of nine thousand nine hundred and fifty, just below the ten k limit that causes alarms to go off. (gasps) Again, they know what UK banks are up to, and then they uh, and and thankfully they were stopped.
0: How are we dealing with Um, cyber security in Northern Ireland how is our at the time of recording there is no uh, government no Stormont Executive up and running but how seriously are we taking it here at government level
1: so we're In Northern Ireland, we are, um, you know, firstly, we're very privileged to have a great group of people who are out there doing stuff, okay? So uh, we're very privileged that we've got the Northern Ireland Cybersecurity Center. Um, uh, So that's a group of people who are trying to keep um, Northern Ireland safe, secure, and a great place to work. And I think think is their tagline. I'll be in trouble if I've got that wrong. (laughs) Um, But then we've also got... Uh, education. So we've got the Queens and we've got um, UU, uh, UU who are doing brilliant things, trying to find uh, kind of innovative solutions for cybersecurity problems. You know, led by the the team at ESIT. In my in my view, I think they're fantastic. Um, uh, then you've got private sector organisations who do things like volunteer. So you know, a lot of our our team volunteer on things like Cyber First, which is designed to get young people into into cybersecurity. We uh, we go and do talks at various organisations. We we try really hard to do it. One of the issues I think that we see is that there is no lead on this from the uh, from the executive. Um, I, I think from uh, from Stormont, there is no one with a direct line of responsibility for cybersecurity. It's a massive, uh, you know, kind of there's a massive amount of money there. Uh, there's a massive amount of people, and it's. And it's, at the moment, I think it's underrepresented. You mm-hmm. know, that it falls in between economy and, uh, you know, some in education and some in this and some in that. And actually, what we've got to do is we've got to we've got to take a lead on this. And actually, there was a, a piece recently that uh, myself and my colleague Gillian wrote for the um, uh, for the Irish News, all about why this is important. Uh, and what you were
0: know. you calling for? An actual minister. A minister, a minister, with, minister responsibility with responsibility
1: for it. So it doesn't need to be a special mm-hmm. minister. It doesn't need to be another person getting paid. I've Security (laughs) Minister,
0: who
1: would that be? I'm not sure I would put my hand up for it, to be honest with you. Um, But, uh, you know, it it doesn't need to be somebody with with that sole responsibility, but with a specific responsibility for it.
0: What are you most proud of with Vertical Structure?
1: So, firstly, I'm proud of our team. I think our team are, are awesome. I love working with them. I love... Spending time with them, um, I think they're a great, gr- a great group of people. I, I, I'm really privileged to to, to work with them. Um, I'm very proud of the work we do. I think that we do some interesting things. And actually, one of the reasons why my uh, my uh, business partner and I started the the the, uh, the company was to do interesting work with interesting people. That was really really important to us. Um, you know, it was one of the goals when we first set out um so i'm very proud of that i'm very proud of the work we do i'm very proud of some of the uh, things that we've been we've been able to do over the years as well so for instance we sponsor our local gaelic from mothers and others team um in hollywood and uh, st paul's we sponsor another team for uh, one of the younger teams for that uh, as for uh, for that as well getting uh, you know kind of uh, people in sport who wouldn't necessarily have been in there before. We sponsor the rugby team locally and the soccer team locally, the football team locally as well. Um, we also sponsor a young man who is, uh, we, we we think he's going to be the next uh, Formula One uh, champion. Um, so uh, uh, Chad Lehman, uh, who is, uh, who's who's going to be brilliant. Uh, or was, sorry, he's already brilliant, but yeah, he's, he's... He's destined like, for great things. He's 10 now, I think. Okay. Or something <laughs> like that. So he's got a few years. Um, so I'm very proud that we've been able to bring those things back. We've also sponsored... Uh, Code Club in Hollywood, so to help young people to get uh, get into coding, um, we sponsor some of the local uh, uh, technology conferences as well. So giving back to the community that's given so much to us. So Northern Ireland Developers Conference, which is taking place soon, for anybody who is interested in tech, uh, NI Dev uh, is a, is a great thing to be part of. Brilliant. We've sponsored B-Sides, which is a security conference in Belfast. We we, we we really try to be part of our community and to and to give back to 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 people when we can
0: and you really feel now that this is home for you Northern Ireland you have made oh, your home and your life
1: without question And when I talk of home I talk, I talk of Northern Ireland and you know my my Friends in England say that I've, I've got a very Northern Irish accent, and my friends here say I sound very, very posh English. Uh, <laughs> but I, I always say that my accent's somewhere around the Isle of Man, is probably what it is. You know, it's kind of 24 years, and in another 24, we'll see how we're, uh, how we're getting on.
0: Well, you're doing great things. And um, <laughs> Simon, the purpose of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of businesses such as Vertical Structure. The big question. What advice would you give to people who may have a business idea but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking?
1: Yes, uh, and you know, I was thinking about this and, and one of the things I would say is to find someone on to join you on that journey. So for me, Mark and I have worked together Gosh, we started work together in two thousand. In that first place, I, I I managed to get a job, uh, and Mark was there doing, uh, you know, doing his uh, HND and uh, on a, on a Friday and and working during the rest of the week. Find someone to join you on that journey. So for me, uh, you know, Mark. Mark does all the important things in the company. He makes <laughs> sure he makes sure we get paid. He makes sure our team get paid. He makes sure our suppliers get paid. He makes sure that uh, we don't go to prison. He <laughs> makes sure all all of the the, the really important yes. things. I go out and I talk to people in podcast studios. Yeah. I, you know, I I go out and I meet. And people Mark's very the... happy about that too. Isn't yeah. He? Oh yes, absolutely. He, oh, he, b- he, he, he would much rather be you know looking at spreadsheets and various other bits. And, and if you
0: were in charge of the other, you would oh, be in no, prison.
1: No, oh no, no, I wouldn't be here now. I'd be I would. <laughs> I'd be coming <laughs> he, to visit you. Be Mgabry, yes. would be, yeah uh, but no you know it's it's one of those one of those things fi- finding someone who who has complementary skills to yourself I, I was actually running some mentoring sessions earlier on with a group of cybersecurity organizations in uh, in london um and that's that's the one message i gave out to people one of the main messages i gave to people was find someone to come along on that journey with you um so you know in my case mark and i decided we were going to just do it and you know kind of we've managed many years later to still be still be doing it and uh, it's been class the other thing I would say is talk about the, what you're doing with your, you know, with, with people. You know, find somebody, find a mentor. Give, give me a call. I'll, I'll maybe, you know, whatever small bits of advice I can give, I will I, I will give. Find somebody to talk to. Uh, you know, I, I, as I say, I've been very privileged to have a few mentor, you know, a few people I would go to for advice and guidance. And you don't need to say, will you be my mentor? You don't need to say those, you know, those words. You don't not yeah. does need to be awkward like that. It's just somebody to say you know, can I bounce some ideas off you on a Thursday morning while we go for a coffee? Can I talk to you about these things? Or what do you think of this? People have been doing this for many years. Business is not new. You know, yes, there are new things. Cybersecurity is relatively new. It's different to blacksmithery or something like that that would have been very big, you know, 100 years ago. But it's not new. And people, people know about these things. So find someone to go for a chat with. Yeah. I've, already, I've mentioned a couple of people today that I, I go to for, for advice um, and uh, you know I, I think those sort of things are really important
0: yeah um, get it out of your head talk about it and people are very very willing to yeah, give back
1: absolutely and they really are you know people are so generous with their time um, and I would you know I think it's it's also worth giving it a try um, you know so you know you work in a you know in a in a very intensive job sometimes and you know if you if you get five minutes just to write your ideas down and then try it out with somebody you know yeah. tr- you know can i help you to do this and it will cost you x you know mm. can i help you to do this uh, you know this this sort of thing and 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 identify who are the right people to talk to
0: do they say a problem shared is a problem halved yep. you see? So, Simon you have been a breath of fresh air in the Public Eye podcast and I have been googling here um, uh, multi-factor authentication and <laughs> moving away from password 01 you heard it here on the Public Eye podcast thank you so much to my guest today to Simon Whitaker from Vertical Structure for scaring the life out of us but then reassuring us that there's lots that we can do it's been a pleasure
1: thank you very much Sarah
0: and thanks for tuning in folks see you next time